Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison, where I interview real people with real issues and a real destiny. Today joining me in the studio is Pastor Claudette Babin from Fort Fairfield, Maine. Thank you for joining me today, Claudette. Thank you for having me. Well, Claudette is going to share on the life of Joseph. You excited? I'm excited. <laughs> so let's go. Well, what do you know about Joseph? Tell me about Joseph's life. Joseph was an amazing man in the Old Testament. Sometimes when uh, people think of the Old Testament, they go, oh, I would never read the Old Testament. But there are so much treasures there in the Old Testament. And Joseph is one of them. And it goes right back to the book of Genesis, towards the end. Uh, Joseph had some dreams when he was really young. He was only 17 years old, and God gave him two dreams. And those two dreams kept him for most of his life. He went through some trials. He went through some tests. Uh, but in the end, he ended up fulfilling those two dreams. And I believe that that's what God has for all of us. He wants us to fulfill our dreams. He wants us to fulfill our destinies in our lives. Well, we know that Joseph had a destiny. And every one of our listeners today has a destiny, don't they, Claudette? Absolutely. Well, now, if I understand correctly, Joseph shared his dream maybe a little too early. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we have to be careful in whom we share our dreams with and how, how early on in our, our walk with God that we share those dreams. It's because not everybody's going to understand those dreams and won't treasure them as much as we do. And so uh, we have to be very careful. Uh, the thing with Joseph, he was uh, the favorite child of his father. And so that didn't help matters very much. But it was all destiny. It was all leading to a path of his destiny. So even though we might look at him and might say, well, maybe he was just a spoiled child, or maybe this, or maybe that, it was really every, every step of Joseph's life was planned and uh, ready to receive the fullness of Christ. Man makes your plans, but God orders our footsteps. Absolutely. How did obedience play a part in Joseph fulfilling his destiny? If he wouldn't obeyed all the steps that were ordered, he would never have ended up in Egypt. Uh, he could at any point have rebelled. He could have said, no, I'm not going to do this. He could have actually, when he was in Potiphar's house as a slave, he could have said, uh, I refuse to be a good servant. I refuse to be a good worker. And he really could have missed out on the fullness of what uh, God had for him. But because he was such a good servant, Every step, every step that he took, uh, he was successful at. And that was because of obedience. So today, an average listener that's working in the marketplace in a job, they're really working for the Lord. Yes, they are. What would you say to them about that, Claudette? I would probably tell them, um, just do your very, very best wherever you're at. Even though sometimes there are circumstances that might arise in your job and it might not look like you're being promoted in the natural, God is always looking on and God is always looking at your attitude, uh, always looking at how you perform, if you're doing your very best, if you're giving it all that you have. And if you do that, He will promote you in different ways, in different manners. It might not be in that job, but he will always open doors in order for you uh, to be promoted. That's right. And so I always like to tell people that even though you're working in a marketplace job, God sees it all. And he said, man makes our plans, but God orders our footsteps. Well, Pastor um, Claudette, 
Tell me about divine appointments. God had some divine appointments for Joseph, did he not? He did. <laughs> he did. I'm sure that while he was on that cart being headed to Egypt, he probably didn't think that that was, uh, his steps were being ordered of the Lord, but they were. And uh, each step that he took, when he went to Potiphar's house, uh, you would think that that being a slave was such a negative thing, but it wasn't because while he was in Potiphar's house, uh, he learned business management. He, he learned how to manage people. He, he learned how to manage uh, things. Uh, he learned how to be a good boss. And even when he was supposedly demoted into the dungeon, uh, you would think that that was not success either and that you know God certainly wasn't in those steps that he took. But he was because he went in the dungeon and he was promoted there and he became a business manager there. And uh, actually uh, it started off, he started with two dreams and it ended up with the dreams that he got. Even though it looked like uh, he wasn't successful, he was, and his steps were ordered so that he was able to interpret dreams uh, for the cupbearer. And eventually, when the time was right, he was able to uh, give the interpretation to a Pharaoh's dream, and that's what got him out of jail, and then that's what put him in the position that he was at to be second in command um, under Pharaoh. So that was quite an achievement to go from... Uh, from a slave um, to Potiphar, to being uh, in the dungeon, and to becoming a second-in-command to, at that point, the great uh, country of Egypt. That's certainly going from the pit to the palace. That's the truth. <laughs> Today, I'm sure there's listeners that are in a pit, that they don't see their very next step. Would you speak to them today, Clint? Uh, I would have to tell them that sometimes when you look in the natural and things are not going really well, we uh, a lot of people come and usually say, well, it must be because I've done something really wrong. Or um, God doesn't love me. I, I hear that a lot, that God doesn't love me. Uh, he doesn't care for me. He's forgotten all about me. I'm just a peon. I just, um, But that is not the case. When you read the New Testament, we are told by the by the Apostle Paul you are going to face trials and you are going to face tests and so we have to realize that in one's full life there are going to be some trials and there are going to be some tests or we could call them pits whatever you want to call them but if we are faithful in those times of trials and tests God will bring us out to a better person than when we started off with our character is going to change if we make a choice to remain in him uh, if we make sure that we uh, worship him and love him and uh, don't become uh, cold and indifferent and make some really bad choices within those trials we'll come out of there um, like the three Hebrew children without even the smell of smoke on us and when we come out we're going to be victorious and people are going to say, I cannot believe that this is what you came out of because all they're going to see is Christ. Amen. Well, Pastor Clement, it makes, reminds me of a time I was going through a difficult, it was a storm, it seemed like a pit. And I kept saying, God, I feel like I smell like smoke. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they didn't smell like smoke. I smell like smoke. But it was just my own perception. Yes. <laughs> well, today... I'm sure God has divine appointments for our listeners. Encourage them in that. I guess I would tell them, uh, when you start off your day, every day that you start, say, Lord, I give you this day. Do with it what you want. Lead my footsteps. 
guide me to people that I need to be with, open doors that need to be open, closed doors that need to be closed. And um, God is faithful uh, to do that. Even though it might, seems like, uh, it might seem like appointments that in the natural are uh, small, uh, insignificant, walk through those doors and, and, and follow those steps that God has ordered for you. And you will be amazed at the end of your life to see that sometimes it was the smallest doors that were open for you that become uh, the biggest treasures in your life. Well, today we know that God wants His people to prosper. He wants them to be successful in what He's called them to do. Would you speak to them about that? God wants to prosper everyone and sometimes we uh, always put when we say the word prosper we always think of finances but I believe there's more to prospering than just finances because if you would actually look at Joseph's life when he was with Potiphar and then when he was in the dungeon you would say that he did not prosper and he was not successful but if you read twice or either twice or three times in those scriptures it says that Joseph, wherever, whatever he touched, it was successful, and he had the favor of God on his life. And so success is measured in many different ways. Uh, I would say that if my children are, saving the, are serving the Lord, that it's been a successful uh, journey for raising my children. Uh, if my marriage is good, I would say I have prospered and I am successful in that area. So you have to look at all the different areas of your life and, and say, have I been successful? Have I done everything that I know to do for the Lord in this area? And if you have, then you have been successful. Because at the end of the day, and when, you're, when we all get to heaven, it's going to be, well done, a good and faithful servant. You have been successful in everything that I have called you to do. Well, today we know that our listeners, God has placed dreams in their heart. They have visions. They have promises from the Lord that we would encourage you to hang on to, to hold fast. Claudette, would you just encourage that part of each person that has that unfulfilled dream and destiny today? Um, when I look at my life, I look back to when uh, we first started. And I remember when I first gave my heart to the Lord, I remember the picture, the vision that God gave uh, of my life, of what I felt the Lord was sharing me that I was going to end up fulfilling in my life. And to this point, I have not seen the fullness of that. But I believe that that's a dream, uh, that was a vision, that was a word from the Lord that He gave me to hold on to. And so I take that dream and I take that word and that vision that He gave to me and I pray over it. I, like we've shared before, is that I walk in the steps that God has ordained for me. And... Uh, there's times that you just have to do war with it. You, you have to say, Lord, I know that you have promised this for me, and I know this is from you, and I will see that come to pass. And he is faithful, and he is going to do that. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go there. Sometimes it's going to seem that your dream is just dead. There's sometimes that it just has to die, it seems. Uh, I'm sure like in, Joseph, in Joseph's life, when he gave interpret the dream to the cupbearer and it was two years before he actually remembered uh, that he had given him that the, the, interp the right interpretation and uh, but finally finally it did come to pass so I would have to tell people persevere hang on and persevere do warfare with this and you will see your dream come to pass you will see it come to pass just hold on <laughs> and it may not it might not look like exactly how you thought it was going to look like. That is true. 
I have found that sometimes a dream that I felt that the Lord had given me, when it's come to fruition, it, it, it looked differently. And so today we'd like to encourage our listeners to not to give up on your dreams, to write them down. Hmm. The Bible says um, to write the vision and to make it plain. Well, Pastor uh, Claudette, what else would you like to tell us about Joseph today? <laughs> Joseph was such an amazing man. I, the thing is, is when you look at the end of his journey, he could have, there are so many times in his life that he could have become bitter. There's so many times that he could have become offended by what went on in his life. He could have been really offended by his brothers because really they threw him in the pit and they left him there. He could have been offended at Potiphar and Potiphar's wife for falsely accusing him. Uh, he could have been really offended at the cupbearer because the cupbearer forgot him for two years. There could have been so, so much offense that would have, could have happened in his life, but in the end you see that he absolutely had no offense whatsoever. When his brothers came, when his father, actually when his father died, the brothers really thought, alright, Joseph is now going to take us and is just going to ship us out and he's going to forget about us. But he pulled his brothers to him and he said, look, this was all ordained of God. I love you and you know, you actually are the one that put me forth to fulfill the will of God. And so you see at the end of his journey that he had so much integrity, did not walk in offense, and uh, what a great man of God. Well, we know that offense, we're not to take offense. And you're right, he had a lot that he could become bitter about. He could have been walking in unforgiveness. And today we know that, that forgiveness is a key. If you hold unforgiveness against anyone, then God can't forgive you. It's true. Well, Claudette, tell me a little bit about the ministry that you and your husband are involved in. My husband and I pastor a celebration center in Fort Fairfield, Maine. We have been there now for over, uh, always not very good with numbers. No, it's over 20 years. <laughs> and uh, we have a relationship where we work together. For us, we believe we have the best church around. We believe that we have the best worship team. We have the best people around uh, because we feel that we are right where God wants us. I believe that God is opening new doors for us to now expand outside of Fort Fairfield and go uh, more and more into the nations. And uh, so we're excited about this new phase uh, in our life. And it's my understanding you've adopted a child from Haiti? We have. We adopted Jamima when she was uh, two and a half years old. Uh, I had three of children of my own, I had, and so I remember when I had my last child, I said, I'm done, I'm finished, because she was such a surprise that she was, she was a surprise in my life, but not in God's life. <laughs> and so uh, when God prompted me uh, to adopt, uh, I was just like, wow, <laughs> I thought I was done. But uh, God let our footsteps we had... Um, Mark's um, brother actually had uh, was had a girlfriend that was pregnant and so she was wanting to have an abortion and he called us and asked us if we wanted to adopt her instead of ha her having an abortion and so right away there wasn't even a, a second thought in our mind that we decided that we would do that and so uh, he changed his mind and they decided to keep the child which was really good but within that when all this transpired, it kind of opened a crack in my heart to say, there's room in my heart for another child. 
And so uh, my husband, we had looked around, we had gone to the Philippines and uh, we actually were looking there to see if maybe our child was there. I knew she was going to be dark skinned and I knew she was going to be a little girl. And so that's all that I knew. And so when my husband went to Haiti, I believe it was either the first or the second time that he went to Haiti, I remember my heart beating and I, I just wanted to so bad to be in a suitcase at that point because I knew that he was going to see her. And so uh, I told him, I said, you have to be really sensitive to the Lord when you're there. And so when he got to Haiti, he told the pastor, uh, he says, I'd like to go to a couple orphanages while we're there. And uh, so... Uh, he said, well, why would you like to do that? And he says, well, we're looking to adopt. And when he, uh, he says, well, let me bring you to this house first. And let me share this little girl. You can just look at her and see what you think. And so uh, we, uh, he went to Jamima's home and uh, he said as soon as he saw her, uh, he knew that she was going to be ours. And uh, the amazing thing is that back, uh, we adopted her. We, my husband actually saw her in January. And, but in the October before that, uh, we were, uh, I remember I was praying in a church and I remember the Lord told me, you need to start praying for your daughter because she's ready. And you need to start praying for the mom and the dad. And so when he went in January, he started talking to the father and the father said, back in October, I was praying to the Lord. And the Lord told me that up north there was a preacher that was going to adopt my daughter. He says, I wanted one of my children. They had, I believe, six at the time. He says, I wanted one of my children uh, to have a better life. And so uh, we knew at that point that she was going to be ours. Uh, the process went real well. It took us about uh, six months. We got her Labor Day weekend in September, that first weekend in September, that same year. And uh, if she wasn't uh, of dark skin, you would think she was a true babbin because <laughs> she fits that well into our family. And uh, I cannot imagine our life without her. Well, Pastor Claudette, that sure speaks to the whole issue of abortion today. Yes. Does it not? Yes. I so believe that every life counts. Every life has a destiny. And for you and your family, your daughter is, is that was destiny. That was destiny. Well, Claudette, as we were talking about abortion, I had a, a writing that I had done back a few Mother's, mother's Day ago. It's called The Empty Womb. It said, Mothers hold their children oh so dear, but today is difficult for me, my friend. Is my womb lay empty and bare? You see, my friend, I've suffered loss. My heart ached with such deep pain. But today I celebrate with you, my friend. Your joy I know is hard to explain. You see, my sister, my child's in heaven. Miscarriage, abortion, or death has come my way as my arms hold no one on this day. I do celebrate with you, my friend. The pain is healed now. Your child's face I love to see. She looks so much like you, and I wonder what he will be. Sister, your child's a gift from God, a blessing to embrace. May we all reflect Jesus to them, and may they come to know his saving grace. And today a listener may have made a wrong choice. Maybe they have had an abortion. Um, maybe... They have lost a child through miscarriage. Maybe they're believing for to adopt a child. Would you speak to them today? Like I, I've said, my adopting my daughter was one of the the greatest things that we have done. Uh, you would think that having another person's child, you would think, uh, well, I don't know if I can do that. She doesn't come from me, and she's not my from my own DNA. And 
but honestly, like we I've said before, Jemima is almost like a babin, except she's black <laughs> and we're white. And uh, so don't be afraid uh, of venturing out and adopting because you just don't know a life that you might change. Uh, foster care, I have seen some uh, amazing women that have gone even into foster care. You, you might not want to adopt, but foster care might be a way that you could do this, is reaching out to another child. Uh, because some of these foster moms are absolutely amazing. And the lives that they have touched, we have had one lady in our church that has done this for at least probably 25, 26, 27 years. And uh, the people, that the young ladies and, and young gentlemen that she has touched, that will have changed their lives forever. They'll always look back and see this woman who prayed for them, uh, who loved them unconditionally, who helped them in those times of needs and of stress in their life. So never be afraid of the process. The process might be a little long, it might be a little hard, but in the end, uh, amazing things will come out of it. And if a listener today has had an abortion or um, needs healing, Christ can do that too. Absolutely. Uh, the thing is to forgive yourself. I, the, the biggest, that is one of the biggest things, is to uh, forgive yourself of, of the wrong choice that you have made. And uh, God, and ask the Lord to heal you in those areas. Uh, there's some pains, some hurts, uh, maybe disappointments of stuff that you have done. Uh, but he can take your life and change it all around and heal those areas uh, that you thought would never be healed. And if you are a listener and you are carrying a child and you're not able to care for that child, adoption is the way to go. Yes, it is. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today, Pastor Claudette? Not really. <laughs> We serve an amazing God. If you have never accepted the Lord into your heart, please do so. The journey that you're going to go on is so wonderful. I cannot imagine uh, my life without the Lord. I look back from before we were, we were serving the Lord to after we were serving the Lord, and it's like night and day. Uh, the beauty that we see around us and the things that He does for us. And it's not here on earth, but that one day we are going to see Him face to face. And uh, it's going to be all well worth it. I think that's the greatest gift, knowing Jesus, walking with Jesus, mm -hmm. knowing where you'll spend eternity. And that is our desire mm -hmm. today. If a listener doesn't know Christ, it is our desire that you would come to know Him. And it's simple. It's very simple. And, Claudia, I always like to end our broadcast in prayer. Would you take a few moments and pray for our listeners today? Absolutely. Lord, we just want to thank you today for this audience that's going to be receiving this word. We pray right now that you would touch their hearts. For those who have never given their hearts to the Lord, that you would somehow today just nudge their hearts. Let it open a crack so that you can come in and they'd become, they'd see the fullness of you in their lives. We pray for those who have had dreams that they have put aside, words from you or visions from you that they knew that were from you and they have just laid them aside. We pray right now that those dreams and those visions and those words would be resurrected, that they would burn, they would start to burn within their hearts, and that they would take up that word one more time so that they could see the fulfillment of it. 
We thank you, Lord, that you are such an amazing Lord. Bless these people. We give you praise and glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Claudette. You're and thank you, listeners, for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged by something you heard. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast, please write to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison, P.O. Box 1177, Prescott, Maine, 04769. Join us again for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.